Welcome back to Elevator Inspiration for Sunday School. You know, it seems like we're down to our last lesson, or next to our last lesson. This lesson, it seems like it's a culmination of everything, marriage of the Lamb. Hey, I'm excited. Let's get started. As I noted earlier, we're in Revelation. And in Revelation, it's really unique because what John does when he writes Revelation, he uses image, the image of Babylon to picture forces that oppose the will of God and his people. Now, I want to circle Babylon because basically, listen at the scripture, Revelation 14 and 8 says, And there follow another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen that great city because she had made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Revelation 16 and 19 it says, and that great city was divided into three parts and the city of the nations fell and great Babylon came in in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierce of his wrath. And even in Revelation 17 and 5, it says, Upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abomination of the earth. So what John does is use images of a Babylon. Now we know that in Babylon is more like is where the children of Israel went to their captivity. Babylon actually fell. Um, when John writes this, the empire that has surrounded the world at this time is actually Rome. So he could have been saying Babylon, but it's more of a cold word for Rome. So Revelations 18 describes the downfall of Babylon, downfall of the world's empire. Uh, the worldly empires and the charges against it. So here we have now, we're jumping into Revelation in 19th chapter. Here in Revelation 19 verses 1 through 3, it is entitled Heaven's People. So the first outline is verse 1 and it notice is praise to God. Praise to God. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, hallelujah. Now, I highlighted hallelujah because it means praise God. And it appears only four times in the New Testament. And all four times, it appears right here in Revelation 19. It means praise to God. Uh, praise God. Because after hallelujah, I want you to notice the words salvation and glory and honor and power unto our Lord God. Those verses are those words are familiar to us because we hear those words even when the Lord tells us how to pray. Because he has glory, he has honor, he has power and salvation is to our Lord, our God. And then notice in verse two, it is entitled honor to the great judge. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he has judged the great whore, that's Babylon, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and has avenged the blood of the servants of her hand. Now, I want you to know there's two things in this verse here. First, Babylon, the great whore, has done, number one, notice, corrupt the earth with her fornication. 
In other words, all of the empires of the world, all of the nations of the world follow after this corrupt individual, uh, this corruption, this fornication. And then the next thing I want you to notice is has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. This is God has avenged the blood of his servant at the hand of Babylon, at the hand of these worldly empires. Now, Revelation 16, it says, and they cried with a loud voice saying, how long, Lord, holy and true, doest thou not judge the avenge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on earth? You know, this right here is consolation. As I look at our current news in America, and we see one race of people seem like it's being terrorized by another race of people, and you want to know where is justice? Where is justice? But this scripture right here talks about justice, but justice does not come in this present age. Justice comes in the future. Notice the next verse, verse three, justice for all eternity, because it says, and again, they says, there that word again, hallelujah hallelujah and her smoke rose up forever and ever that forever and ever have reference to eternity in other words god is going to give justice here on earth and it's going to be justice forever so despite what man create despite how many trials i go through with uh how many unjust acts i see in this world there's going to come a day where justice will be for eternity so the question I want you to think about is, what lifestyle changes might result when focusing on this description of God's reg of God regularly in your prayer? If we realize that justice is going to come one day and that he is, hallelujah, praise God, he's, he's mighty, he's honor, he's all powerful. How would that change our prayer? Now, what you think about is as you examine the content of your prayers in turn of who God is, his nature, and what God does, his work, what changes do you need to make? And then the next is the throne. Now, notice here, this is the throne of God, and we see worship take place, and it says, in and the four and twenty elders, that's twenty-four elders, and four beasts fell down and worshiped God. Now, a lot of scholars think that the 24 elders have representation of the 12 tribes in Old Testament and the 12 disciples in the New Testament. I, I, I don't know, but I know we see here an inner circle of God. And the inner circle is made up of 24 elders and four beasts. And notice in unison, they fall down and notice what they say. There it is again. Hallelujah. And then in the fifth verse, we have a command. And the voice came out of the throne saying, now I want you to look at that. This is another voice. This is not the voice of God, not the voice of the Lamb. This is another voice. It came out of the throne saying, praise our God. All ye servants and ye that fear him, both small and great. I like that word small and great because it's telling me that everyone there, no matter how great you were, how small you were, you're going to be in unison and you're going to realize that there is a voice telling you to hallelujah, praise our God. All ye servants, ye that fear him. Now that fear is not from a standpoint I'm scared of him, but I reverence him. 
I honor him. I give allegiance to him, both small and great. So here, when we understand the true nature of God, then we can praise him even in the midst of our deepest sorrow and toughest trial. Because you realize hallelujah means praise God. So the question I want you to think about is, how can you help your church improve its meshes on what it means to fear God? And then we're going to dig a little bit deeper. What personal lifestyle change do you need to make first in this regard so that your practice matches your profession? And then we have a unified mother too. Okay. Notice here a triple voice, multiple voice. And, and the, I want you to focus on three because triple means three. Notice here in verse six, I heard as it were the voice of a great mother too. That's the first thing, a voice of a great mother too. The second thing, as the voice of many waters. And then the third one, as a voice of a mighty thundering. So I see a triple voice here. I see a voice of a great mother too, a voice of many waters, and a voice of many are uh, a mighty thunders saying, and there's the fourth time, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reign. I like that word on, omnipotent because you're familiar with that word omnipotent because it means all powerful. But notice the triple command here, the triple command, let us be glad. That's one thing, be glad. The second thing, rejoice. And the third thing, give honor to him. Be glad, rejoice, and give honor to him. And I want you to notice now, when we look at this, this, this three thing, the triple voice, the triple command, I see God's actions are often grouped in three headings. He creates, he rules, he redeems. Remember, he's omnipotent, all-powerful reign, he's omniscient, all-knowing, and he's omnipresent, all-present everywhere. Once we see that triple voice, that triple command in hallelujah, where there's unison, there's mighty, there's power in the mother too there. Notice the next verse. For the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Oh, think about that for a few minutes. That is the redemption. When all is going to come together and there's going to be a marriage in heaven where there's the lamb is going to marry his wife, who is the church, and they all going to come together. And that wife, the church is going to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. And that fine linen represents the righteousness of the saints. Oh, don't you want to be right? Don't you want to be there in that marriage ceremony? So the question I want you to think about is what changes do you need to make with regard to how your lifestyle 
could better reflect the holiness depicted in that verse there. So my lesson learned from this, when I went through this lesson, I grasped this. I must grasp the events of my life through the nature of God's action. He creates, He rules, He redeems. My life has a purpose and I must fulfill that purpose by remembering Revelation 19 and 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Him for the marriage of the Lamb has come and His wife has made herself ready. So I asked myself this question. Am I ready for this ceremony to occur? And my thought to remember is, look for hallelujah moments in your life. You know, I just want to take a few moments here in reflections. my key verse or the key verse in this lesson was let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is coming his wife has made herself ready and like I said earlier am I ready to meet the Savior am I ready to meet the Savior that's the question that I'm asking myself as I go through this lesson. Am I ready? I do I worry about the things of this world. Realizing that people that are of Christ light is going to be slain. And God is going to avenge their blood. Not man. Am I ready to be for the marriage of the Lamb. Let us pray. Praise to you, God most high. Glory to you, Lord of heaven and earth. Thanks be to you and your gracious gift of Jesus, your Son, and our Savior. May our hearts give praise to the King of kings and Lord of lords. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.